so pathetic. It's the Cooper and Anthony show. I know, right? It's so embarrassing. My new segment I thought you would like is not fake news. So it's a couple of news stories of the day. Mm-hmm. Not fake. It's real. It's not fake news. So not fake news. This is real news, but this is crazy news that's going on in the world today. It even has an intro. Wow, that's pretty impressive. It, it has an intro. You can listen to it again. Watch not fake news. There you go. Reporters do not need to go to convenience stores and ask people if they win the, the jackpot, what are they going to spend the money on? Oh, I'm so sick of that. Oh, yeah. that's It's the dumbest question in the world. Everybody asks the same thing. What are you going to do if you win the money? What are you going to do with that money if you win? Well, I'm definitely going to get a, a new supercharged Mustang with dual exhaust and about five kilos of cocaine. <laughs> and I'll be good to go. So you like cars. You like yeah. cars. <laughs> I, I love the fact that she focuses on the car aspect of it. You know, she doesn't even go there. I, I hate when reporters have to be fake like that and be like, oh, you're into cars, are you? Um, he just told you he was getting five kilos of cocaine. You might want to address that <laughs> live okay. on your little local show. So how much is five kilos of coke? We we want to know. I mean, how much is that going to take from your winnings? Because we don't know as a regular people how much a kilo of coke is. No, how are we supposed to know? I mean, I know during Miami Vice, it was like $20,000 a keep. God only knows what it is now as price has gone up. I, I wonder if it's one of those things that over time it used to be super expensive because it was hard to get and now it's easier to get. You know, it's kind of like when you think about computers or any technology it used to be thousands of dollars or TVs. TVs were like 600 bucks. Now you can get a TV for like a, a buck 99, like mm. a really good TV. Yeah, but it's stuck on the boat right now in the ocean <laughs> and it can't come here. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> so and now we have mashup news because you like a good mashup. Always. You you like music that they put two songs together into one. So we have a Hall & Oates mashup, which is all, always good. Yeah. So this guy not only mashed the songs, but mm-hmm. he mashed the videos, too. Okay, so, so we have Hall & Oates bouncing around a stage. It's the Hall & Oates can't go for that video. Okay. And now he's mixing things into it. Like, oh, that's not Hall and Oates. What is that? You let me violate you. Oh. You let me desecrate you. <laughs> nine oh, inch in excess? Oh, nine inch nails. Right. Nine inch okay. nails closer oh, mixed with this. Yeah. You let me complicate you. <laughs> this is so good. Every time he's singing in between, Paul and Oates playing their instruments as if they're all together. (laughs) Are you going to tell me how much five kilos of Coke cost? No, I mean, she didn't figure that out. I don't know how much. I I don't want to Google that. Right, so. that's a good point. <laughs> the NSA knocking at your door. Yeah. Suddenly, like, the FBI is like, excuse me, sir. There's not just one thing bothers me about this video. A lot of things bother me about this video. One is the girl is really hot. She's a reporter. But there is no way you would hook up with this girl because she's annoying as shit. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's A. B, okay. aren't we still in a, a pandemic 
it, that's B. Yeah. It, there, there's so many things wrong with this. This is a TV station in a small market in New York. Uh, W-E-N-Y. I don't even know where that is. It's a small market. So this New York State, not New York City. New York so State. So yeah, this girl goes somewhere. out because there's a uh, haunted house coming. And God knows I love the haunted house. So yeah. she's going to go to the haunted house and show us the haunted house. But she's annoying as crap. And I can't believe <laughs> a producer let her put this on the air. So she's going to the haunted house. We're going to learn all about the haunted house. Here we go. When we decided to take our cameras inside of the haunted theme park, get ready to get your scream on. The scary costumes, I got the chills. And also, guess what? We're going in their newest attraction, the Orphan House. So, come on, follow me. A noose. <laughs> a noose? A noose, lady. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, God, shut up. Getting all the clowns. Clownsy peanut butter. Oh, my God, you made me drop my phone. Oh. Oh my gosh! Is she serious? This has to be it. No, this is a, a, a April Fool's joke. Have you any tickets? Have you any tickets? Then I'm not where the nose. God, is she Fran Drescher? Are we not in a pandemic? What is that? Yeah, nobody has a mask on. They're all right in each other's faces. You're right. Would you go into this right now? Is this not the scariest thing you've ever seen? They're walking around without a mask. Oh, my God. I can't even see myself. Oh, gosh. All righty. Where are Wow, we she's annoying. You're right. Okay, we're going upstairs. Table. Okay, I can't, I can't with her anymore. I need this, to stop this, this immediately. Is, this is like 10 minutes long in the news. Wow. Okay, the only thing I can think of is that it's such a small town. It was her turn. Well, and they all, she's they all take turns. They'll take turns doing the news. They'll take turns doing segments. And it was just her turn today. No, she looks good on the website. Right. She, she makes good, good photos, not good TV, but she looks good as the face of the website in the TV station. You know, when you read the history of film and you read the part where they had the movies before the talkies, where it was all silent films, and then some of those actresses that they tried to move into talking mm -hmm. because they were so beautiful, and they ended up talking like this, and they were like, oh, whoa, okay, I see why you did so well in the silent films, because you were beautiful. We didn't realize that that's what your voice sounds like. No, thank you. <laughs> I, you know, th that's what that just reminded me of, like the history of film except this is the history of whatever this local channel is that was annoying brooklyn making the news today a guy in queens refusing to come down from a tree after okay, wait climbing a second. Uh, sorry. the tree brooklyn and queens are two different places okay well this says uh, okay sorry brookville <laughs> queens okay is that, that makes more is sense that, yes is that, is that different than brooklyn i don't know brookville is a place in queens brooklyn is a borough same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> to everybody else outside of the city, it's the same thing. Queens, okay. Brooklyn. I think they're near each other. They, they are near each other, relatively, but Brooklyn is not in Queens. They're two separate areas. Okay. 145th Street in Brookville. This guy okay. decides Wednesday afternoon 
to climb into a tree where he spent the night. Okay. Police have been waiting him out since Wednesday. They're trying to get him to come down like a cat. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So friends have even been called to try to coax him down, and he doesn't want to come down. Police said there's a warrant for this guy's arrest because he punched a he punched a 50 year old woman who was in a car September 30th in Queens. So to get away, he ran, got in a tree. Now he's not going to come down. This is all very confusing to me because first of all, Brookville is on Long Island. Queens has nothing to do with this, nor does Brooklyn. Brookville, Queens. No, Brookville is on Long Island. No, Brookville, Queens. That's what it says. Okay. 145th Street, Brookville, Queens. Guy's in a tree right now. He's still in the tree. He's not coming down because he thinks he's been there since Wednesday. He's getting hungry, but he thinks when he comes down, they're going to take him to jail, which they are. They are. Yeah, at this point they are. But wait, I don't understand. So I can call the FDNY and they will come get a cat out of a tree, but they can't get a man out of a tree. I don't know. I mean, you shake the tree. What do you do? Get down. He won't get down. He's still up. He hasn't eaten. He's up right. there. He's he's has lost his mind. He doesn't want to go to jail. And his friends are going, come on, Jake, get down here. And he's like, nah, I'm not coming. So if you go now, you can still see him. He's from Haiti, by the way. So he's used to climbing trees. He likes climbing trees. That's what they say. So he's a really good tree climber. So he climbed all the way to the top. This is why I always have a kind bar with me, because you never know. You end up on a tree. You're up there. You're like, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah, I got that kind bar. You know what I mean? Like, it's that moment where you think you have no food. And you remember you have you you took a. A little snack with you. Oh, so you always keep food with you at all times in in case you go up in a tree. You never know where you're going to end up. I just my advice to anybody and everybody is always have a snack. Where's that gun with the with the bullet that has the the furry thing on the end that the trank gun that you can shoot them with? Why don't they do that? Right. And then, well, here's the thing. Yeah, they can do that. And then they have the bouncy thing underneath. He can just fall onto that and bounce, bounce like a cartoon character. No, but the FDNY, they just pull up. There's a hook and ladder. You just you take the ladder and the ladder goes up, 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 and they climb up and they can get the guy. I don't get why they don't call the FDNY with the hook and ladder truck and say, go get him. Or get get the hose and spray him down. You can do that. That sounds cruel. BB gun. That's also kind of cruel. You don't want to go shooting somebody. No, he hit he hit a fifty year old woman. So you can shoot him with a BB gun. Yeah, he's not a bear. You should let her shoot him with a BB gun. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's that's okay. <laughs> yeah, she should be allowed to. <laughs> you hit a woman, she gets to shoot you with a BB gun or the trank gun, <laughs> or spray you with the big hose to get you down. Hi, Cooper. Now, Bonnie, I can't imagine that you would do something simple and injure yourself. Well, I was sitting on the computer and I went to stand up and I couldn't, and I had to pee so bad. <laughs> I finally, after an hour, got to the bathroom. And I had to stand over it like a man. It was horrible. <laughs> but you know what? He did remember to put the toilet seat back down. <laughs> it's the Cooper and Anthony show. So this girl I know tweeted something I thought was really interesting. And it got me thinking about a story that happened to me that I'd forgotten about. So she tweeted, what's the weirdest thing you ever got into trouble for at work? She said, I was accused of being disrespectful because the six people I CC'd on an email we're not listed in order of seniority. 
No. She got, she got in trouble for that. Yes, she did. No. Yeah. Didn't quit. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. You know how people are. You know what I mean? There's people that are very sensitive. They get very little recognition at work. All they have is this seniority. You know, and if you CC people, you've got to put them in a certain like, what? Why is your boss last on a CC list? Whatever. People and their egos. But I was like, oh, yeah, that sucks for her. And then I remembered. Okay, so years ago when I worked for LIR, remember, it was like my first big radio job. I was like 20 and I would leave work every day and I would say to the receptionist, I'm out of here, Gina, you're in charge. So one day Gina was gone and her assistant Stacy was sitting there. So I put Stacy in charge. I was like, all right, I'm out of here, Stacy, you're in charge. Now, keep in mind, I was a 20 year old van driving production assistant with two air shifts and sometimes filled in on the morning show. I have no power is the point. I have absolutely no power. Mm-hmm. I am chased into the elevator by the HR director who says, Cooper, technically, when the GM, OM, PD and engineering are all gone, I am in charge. So I thought she was kidding. I said, nope, sorry. I just put Stacy in charge, you know, like shrug my shoulders mm-hmm. thinking like, ha ha. That was Friday. Come back to work Monday. The PD's like, can I see you in my office? I was like, yeah. He goes, can you stop? Please, please stop putting people in charge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. <laughs> the HR department's in charge. Yeah. Stop putting people in charge is what I was told. <laughs> Like, you know, as if Stacy was like, sorry, I'm not going to sign that. Or, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to get a contract for a friend of mine and he, I'm in charge. You know, I can I could do whatever I want here <laughs> as if like as if the assistant to the front desk truly thought that she can now make decisions about the radio station. It was just such a dumb thing. It was but her it- one chance. That was her. <laughs> she's been waiting years to get some authority and she finally got it and you wouldn't let her have it. The van driver put me in charge. Sorry, guys. That's uh, how it works. The, intern, <laughs> the van driver decides. The intern said I'm boss, so uh, <laughs> I'm not listening to you. Listen, she does a weekend shift. you got to listen to her. <laughs> the, my first station, I got yelled. But the problem was, is the owner was, the owner of the station was in the station. Oh, okay. I hate that. Yeah. So, so when you get yelled at by the owner, it's a lot different than when you get yelled at by the PD. Yeah, because the owner came in to the studio and yelled at me. So, (laughs) I mean, bad yelled at me bad because I was doing nights at the time and the midday guy was off. So I got to do middays Mm -hmm. and in radio, you want to do middays. You want to do 10 to 2 because that's the ultimate shift. You don't have to wake up early. You can you're off the air by two o'clock. You'll want that midday shift. Sure. And I was working seven to midnight. So I'm like, I'm going to love this working middays so i put non-stop callers on the air telling how much better they like me other than the midday guy <laughs> <laughs> how bad he sucked and how bad i didn't suck and how they wanted me on the air instead of him <laughs> so yeah the owner heard that and he got very pissed off i'm like what they love me. They hate Paul. They love me. <laughs> <laughs> I just put them on the air. Yeah, you heard them. <laughs> <laughs> you should put me in middays and fire Paul. <laughs> he got yeah. so mad. 
I know. I mean, it goes like that, especially in radio. I feel like, well, in any job. See, that's the thing, because my girlfriend who tweeted that, you know, she's not she works for like a a larger company that has like a million bosses and she's like a Midland boss and she has people over her and people beneath her. And she always has to CC everybody and everything she does. It's very corporate, Um, even though what she does for a living is not corporate. She works on the corporate end of it. So it doesn't matter where you work. People have egos and they get really upset about the dumbest stuff. You know, listen, I'm sorry. I am sorry that your career didn't go the way you wanted to go, but don't take it out on, you know, your Midland manager that didn't CC you properly. I would say, really, we're having this conversation. Yeah. Is this this what you're wasting my time about is you weren't first on the CC no, that's ridiculous. Go away. <laughs> what are you two doing here? It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. So this week we learned that Megan Trainer has two toilets in her bathroom. Yes. Mm, yeah, we talked about that the other day. That's right. So now she's going to explain to us why she has two, two toilets. So, why is this a story? Why are we still talking about this? Because I think it's fascinating <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that that she has to have a toilet next to her husband. Yeah. A, why does Megan Trainer? she says she only has one toilet uh, bathroom? What? I don't believe. Wait, hang on a minute. She's Megan Trainer, and he's an actor. He's from Spy Kids, so he's also got some cash. Are you telling me they only have one bathroom in that house? That doesn't sound right. She says she she's going to explain to us now. She says she doesn't like using the toilet in public. So she relies on her husband to block the door when nature calls and their parents of a seven year old. So uh-huh. their bodies are in sync. So what, what do you mean block the door? So the kid doesn't come in. I don't get it. No, when they're in public, he's got to block the door. So nobody comes in in public and says, oh, there's Megan Trainer." So he's blocking. Door. So she's used to having him around. I see what you're saying. Well, while she's peeing and pooping, she's used to having him nearby. They only have one bathroom. I I don't know why that is, but okay. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. They're seven-year-old, so their bodies are in sync with each other. So when you have to poo, they have to poo at the same time. She claims they only did that once. One time. Yeah, that they only one time pooed next to each other. And I'm sure that's all it took was one time for them to go, okay, that's a little too TMI. (laughs) Yeah, to clear things up, we only pooed together one time and we laughed because we never said we're going to do it again. And uh, we're soulmates, by the way. I legit miss him when I'm away from him. Well, you should miss your significant other when you're not with them. I mean, if you're you're not with them for 15 seconds because you're in the, the bathroom. Oh, I thought she meant like when she's on tour. She means no, like no, literally no, no, if, she's, no. if he's in the kitchen. <laughs> he's in the kitchen. She's in the bathroom. She misses him. So she wants to have another toilet next to her so she doesn't have to miss him. Why does it just have a toilet in every room? That way, wherever he is, she can, she can always pee and poop. If you have a girl that says she misses you when you're in the other room, it's not going to end well. Yeah, this is a cry for help. This isn't togetherness. There's something wrong here. Yeah, I just picture a guy in a bed, a lady with a piece of wood between his legs and a hammer. (laughs) Misery. Yeah, (laughs) misery. This is the only thing I I think of when I hear (laughs) I legit miss him and I want to be with him at all times. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like, I hope you're happy and that this isn't a codependent relationship because there's a lot about this that is like red flags all over the place because they both seem into it and none of this sounds healthy. Plus, there's a kid running around who's learning this behavior. Well, and she says in the middle of the night, they get up to pee at the same time. So they don't want to wait. Do you pee that long? Does it take you more than a second to pee? He needs to go to a prostate doctor if he's in the bathroom and you can't wait 30 seconds for him to finish. Yeah, he's like 30. He's not 60. I mean, he should be able to pee pretty quickly. And then, you know, she's a music person. I mean, you know me. I'm a radio girl. My friends still to this day, whenever we're together and we're in public, they as a joke, time me when I'm in the bathroom because they know that I'm always really fast because I was trained. It's a party trick for you. Yeah, it's my party trick. It's mm-hmm. my stupid human trick because I was trained to get to the bathroom and pee and get back before the song is over when we used to have to do our segues by hand before before digital. Mm-hmm. So and segue, you know, from one song to the next, you had to actually physically be there when the song ended. So if you had to pee, you better get that done in a minute, and 36 seconds. Yeah, I know, because I did mornings with you and it was it was a, a, a sight to see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cooper, we have 45 seconds left of the song. I'll be right back. Oh, that's plenty of time. (laughs) 45 (laughs) seconds. I can wash my hand. I can do everything. And and the bathroom's down the hall. It's not like it's right next to the studio. And she always made it back. So Always made it back. Yeah, you have to make a comment when you're with Cooper because it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon, what is something you do not believe in no matter how much people say it's true? True love. You don't believe in true love? I do not because people, they say they fall in love, they get married, and then they they, they get divorced. And then they fall in love again and get married again and get divorced again. Is this Cooper's husband, Sean Lee, disguising his voice? (laughs) Oh, you caught me. (laughs) (laughs) The Cooper... And Anthony show. I have three stories about cities, countries, areas who are giving away stuff for free, but interesting stuff that you would never even have imagined. So, and one of them you need to know about because it starts Monday and it probably affects a lot of people listening right now. All right. So the first one is New York is passing a law that offers free Wi-Fi to any building with 10 or more apartments because internet is now seen as a utility like electricity, heat, water. A necessity, something that must be provided by your landlord. Really? Yeah. So you don't have to steal it no more? Nope. Nope. Wow. You don't have to pay for it anymore either. Yeah, you don't have to pay for it. That's going to be so, huge. That is going to be huge, especially in New York, because I guess they were saying that they had done a statistic about like literally tens of thousands of New Yorkers don't have Wi-Fi because either they can't afford it or the building is so old, it's not wired for it or whatever the situation is. Um, and I guess they're saying now, like, that's that's a necessity. You can't not have Wi-Fi in this world. I mean, think about all the things that are on apps. Mm-hmm. I mean, your phone, even like dialing 911 if you have an emergency. I mean, there's if you cannot afford Wi-Fi, you definitely don't have a landline, but you probably have a cell phone. So you better have a good data plan. If there's no Wi-Fi, you know what I mean? So that's, well, I think that's going to be awesome. Because Japan has Wi-Fi everywhere you go and it's free. You can even have, they have full five bars on the subway. I mean, everywhere you go in Japan, they have Wi-Fi. So it's taken us this long to catch up with them. You might need to move to Spain, my friend, because they're doing something really cool right now. I don't even know where that is. Spain, it's a country. Is that near France? 
it's yeah, it's actually not too far. I don't know where. Okay, France so is. Uh, it's in Europe. It's in Europe. <laughs> okay. So, oh yeah, across the pond, over the water. Anyway, so they're having a problem there that um, a younger population are not getting jobs. You know how like if you're 19, 20 years old, there's entry level positions and jobs like that. Mm-hmm. Those jobs are not being filled because apparently in Spain, a lot of kids after school or didn't go to school, whatever it is, moved home and they're living with their parents. So there's no incentive for them to make their own money and get an apartment and move out and and keep the economy going. So Spain is now giving kids $289 a month. Every month you will get a check for that to put towards your rent if you move out of your parents' house. Oh, my, I got, send that to my oldest son right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> send that to him and say, look, you can move to Spain. <laughs> hey, screw it. Send it to both my kids while you're at it. <laughs> just go ahead and put both of them in there and, and just say, there's no reason. I just thought I should send you this. Get Love your Cooper. youngest ready for when you're ready to kick them out. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, And finally, the other free thing that's going on that is actually really cool and it might affect some of our listeners. Starting Monday, McDonald's is going to be giving away breakfast meals to teachers around the country for free. All you have to do is walk in, show a work ID to prove you work for a school or you're a teacher of some kind. And it's called a thank you meal. And it's on them. It starts Monday. So is it one breakfast sandwich or what is it? It's like a breakfast happy meal. Yeah. And it's free for teachers starting Monday. Could Pretty I cool. be a teacher? You need a work ID. You need to prove that you're uh, a teacher. Yeah. You need like believe your, that I actually teach people. You that's, teach nobody. That, that's the problem. No. Yeah. You do the opposite. You actually suck knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you, make me, you, make me, you make people dumber. Just being around you. Somehow people just gotta get, get dumber. <laughs> They lose brain cells. (laughs) They lose brain cells. So (laughs) you actually have to go and like give McDonald's food. Back. It's the Cooper and Anthony show. You know, when I used to uh, do traffic, did I ever tell you this? When I worked for, uh, for like two seconds, I worked on Sean Hannity's show doing traffic. And he used to make us do your mother traffic where you had to do wherever your, your parents were from. You had to do their accent. I wonder if we should try that. You guys say hello in the accent your mom is your mom has. No. Anthony, say hello as your mother would. Our mothers are from the Midwest, so they would say hello. <laughs> well, traffic is all right, IDs. <laughs> That's how your mother talks. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's better than my mom, who's from Brooklyn. Okay, how did you? Oh my God! There's like so much traffic, and this Mama Luke is in front of me, and he just won't move. And you're on the Bell Parkway, and you're like, "Dude, let's move it! Gas pedal, hello!" Oh, now there's an accident. So, uh, you know, don't get off it t- until you hit Canarsie. Yeah, then my mom would be like, "There's somebody in front of me," and then beep 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 Now we know where you got it, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. It's all the cursing. Road rage runs in the family. No, the mouth. Yeah, that's it. I learned all the all the bad words from my mom. I learned it from you, mom. Right. Really? Your yeah. mother does the cursing? Oh. There's words she says that I don't even say now. I feel bad about saying them. Do you know that in all my years of knowing my mom, which is practically my whole life, I have never heard a curse word come out of her mouth. Really? Never. Hang Your out mother? with my mom. 
I, I've She's never probably heard... teaching my kids bad words right now. Moms teach kids curse words? Yes. They don't necessarily teach them. They just slip out and you learn them. No, no, but it's not slipping out. Anthony's mom, it's part of her vocabulary, it sounds like. Yes, it is. I've never heard my mother say even H-E double hop- hockey sticks. Really? She doesn't. I've never heard a word like that come out of her mouth ever. Ever, ever, my, my whole life. My mom puts words together <laughs> <laughs> that you've never heard before. That you go, I'm never going to say that. <laughs> I would go to hell for saying that. <laughs> H e double hockey stick, oh, Anthony. Sorry. But yeah, she she would. She, I don't even know how she does it. She just puts it together in her head really? and it spits it right out in front of anybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I wonder, like, if you slip and say a dirty word that you could say, I learned it from my mom. How am I supposed to know it's dirty? I thought it was just vocabulary. And a couple of months ago, I was telling my parents a story, and I said a cursed word. Uh-huh. And I actually felt bad about it because I went, ooh, because I've never really cursed in front of my parents. Yeah. But I learned it from her. <laughs> <laughs> and then did you say, did they, did they stop and say, Anthony, don't, don't use that language? No, they would never say that. Really? No. The kettle line six. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no parenting going on in your house. And is there parenting going? If you do, your kids use bad words. Uh, I don't think. I mean, I haven't heard them say bad words, or they would have soap in their mouth. Yeah. But when they go to grandma's, they probably hear. <laughs> oh no, that's right. I forgot. So your your mother influenced you. Of course, she's gonna influence them. Right. I turned out all right. Too bad you don't have any trees in your yard. You can't go tell. You can't tell them to go cut a switch <laughs> when they're cursing. <laughs> Is that the dude at your house, Chad? Somebody cut a switch. <laughs> go cut a switch. <laughs> no, I got, come back with a blade of grass. Here, yeah. it's all I could find. No, my mom actually beat me with a wooden spoon. No, no, she did not. Yeah, you know those wooden, like those stirring spoons. For real? Uh huh. I feel like that's such a cliche. People really did that. Yeah. No, my mom just beat me with her hand. Oh. She, the back of her hand. That's the only thing she beat me. Yeah, I got spanked too. Did you? And it, it started out straight, but it, it was warped. It was like a like a U shape by the time I was like twelve. Well, as even... mean as you were to your sister, I can understand. <laughs> uh, seriously, really, I can see why. <laughs> no, but wait a second. So how did it not break? It's a wooden spoon. It was really thick. <laughs> yeah, she uh, a couple of times she tried a yardstick, and after smashing a few of those, she gave up on that. And went to the wooden spoon. It was thicker. And but Anthony, you would never hit your kids. No, no. of course not. <laughs> because they would they would go get a lawyer. That, yeah, nowadays they they take you to court. I feel like would. I feel like this stuff that our parents got away with that that we as parents now could never get away with, even though it's the way we were parented. And I think we turned out okay. The principal could beat you when we were in school. Oh yeah. And then he would beat you, and then call your parents. And, and say, then they would beat you. And say, I beat you. And then the guy next door, if you went in his yard, he would take his belt off and beat you. <laughs> just the next <laughs> door neighbor. turns. Yeah. Whose turn is it? Me. I got a belt. All right, Anthony. Please, there was a pants. guy that lived near our property growing mm-hmm. up, and we would ride our motorcycles. And if it got real close to his property, or if mm-hmm. we got onto his property, he would take a shotgun <gasps> and load it with salt and shoot it at us. <laughs> Salt? Yeah. Salt. Yeah. What does salt do? I thought it's I thought, non-lethal. It's not lethal, but yeah. it leaves a mark. And does it, it comes at you real fast like a shotgun? Yeah. yeah. You could put salt in a shotgun. Where's Ken Winnie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try that right now. <laughs> James, your children have cursed. 
Uh, yes, I've got the, the four-year-old twin boys, and I know where they get it from, their, their mom and I, but it's not that, you know, we're specifically teaching them. It's that, you know, the words slip out, and you don't really pay attention to how much they pay attention. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they're, they're little sponges. Right. And my favorite story is when Clayton was, when Clayton was two, and I got him a brand-new jacket, and I'm putting it on him for the first time, and the zipper breaks. And he looks down, and he, threw, he goes, damn it. And I, said, and I said, you know what? I agree completely. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> and he used it perfectly, and I was like, I couldn't say it any better. I mean, brand-new jacket put on the first time. I was like, you got to be kidding me. See, James, that's the brilliance of it. It's not that he, said that he knew the curse word. He understood the context of it. He knew when to say it. Yeah, yeah. At, at two years old, I was like, uh, this is starting off well. Wow. But, James, I had the weirdest incident. I was, uh, you know, I travel a lot, so I was at the airport, of course, like I always am. I spent a lot of time, I'm like a comedian, I spent a lot of time in airports. Yeah. And um, there was a, the flight was delayed. And they come and they tell you, you know, they make an announcement, your flight's been delayed by, I don't know, an hour, 45 minutes, whatever. And there was a little boy sitting near me. He was three years old. And he got off his chair and he went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He was freaking out. He kept going over and over. Oh, my God. Oh, a delay. Oh, my God. And it was like his parents weren't freaking out. No one seemed to care. But this kid, it's almost like he's learned the lesson that when somebody... I guess, you know, halts your momentum, you're supposed right. to freak out. And he appropriately freaked out. Nobody else was, but it was so weird seeing a three-year-old react like that. And you, you can only turn, I mean, you know, you don't want to blame the parents per se, but you can only turn to them and say, well, I mean, you know, we know where he got it from, mm-hmm. you know, but like you said, you don't want to blame them because, I mean, really, they don't really understand what they're doing or what they're saying. They just, you know, they, you know he's heard me say that word, you know, in, in that context. So he's like, okay, I'm frustrated. This is obviously the time to do it. But James, I will tell you something very interesting. There's something called social learning theory. And um, this is actually really, really interesting. It's a, it's a study that was done a really long time ago where they had a bunch of kids. And stop me if, you, if you've heard this. They had a bunch of kids come into stop. a room. <laughs> Shut up. They had a bunch of kids come into a room. And, and they had a big Bobo doll, which was basically like this um, big plastic doll. And you, if you hit it, it went down and came back up. Right. But So the doll was there. And they just brought the kids in. The kids had never seen this doll before. They were very, very young. And they came in and they hugged the doll and they kissed it and they, you know, put things by it and they didn't really know how to treat it or what to do with it. Right. Well, then an, uh, an adult walked in and walked over to it and punched it violently. And the thing went down and came back up. And the adult, again, punched it violently. And the thing went down and came back up. And all of a sudden the Stop. kids went, oh, shut up, shut up, computer. Stop. And all, and all, of, a <laughs> sudden, <laughs> and all of a sudden the kids went, oh, that's how you treat that thing. And they all went over and started punching it for the first time because they had no idea how to treat it. But they watched the adult. And that was the first inclination of parenting. This was this happened, this was a study, study done in like the 60s, where they showed that that's how kids learn something. That's how they learn how to behave in the world. They learn by watching their parents oh, rather yeah, than, you know, you could say don't do that, but they'll just do it because you do it. Oh, yeah. They, it's completely confusing. You say don't punch the doll, and then you punch it, and they're like, well, Okay, I won't, as long as you're here, maybe. Right. As soon as you walk out of the door, I'm punching this doll. Right, exactly. So, yeah, no, and it's just, it, it's just learned behavior. It's just, you know, they're emulating what you do. I mean, I understand that's what kids do, but that doesn't mean that I want them to emulate everything I do. <laughs> True. Right. Stop. I, oh, yeah. I hate Chad. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> he had to get that in there. He forgot what his purpose was. Go back to bed, you stupid computer. It's not Thursday. <laughs> uh, now, Denise, Chad was beat with a spoon. Anthony wooden was spoon. Be- Big wooden, wooden spoon, spoon. A wooden spoon. And uh, Anthony was beat with a switch or anything or a belt, whatever they back can find. Hand. Back of the hand. I was I was hit with. It was always hands. They they never used objects when I was a kid. It was always they got their aggression out with their with their fists. Lucky, <laughs> lucky. <laughs> How about you, Denise? Uh, yeah, we got it with the Hot Wheel tracks. Hot Wheels. <gasps> oh, the plastic. See, you could get yeah. some torque going with those. Well, and and it was my sister and I and three brothers, and and there came a point where the boys really didn't play with them anymore, and we begged them to get rid of them, and, and they wouldn't. And then the next time we would act up and get hit with them and boy they can get you around a corner with those things i mean you know because they're curved well and then sometimes you know she'd pick what my mother would pick one up that had the piece that connects the other two the hard piece and you'd get it with the hard piece and for a week you'd have this welt on your leg in the shape of a a hot wheel track um there was that time and then the time we went to south dakota and she bought a whip Oh. <gasps> and and of course that was back in the day when you rode in the station wagon and nobody had seatbelts or anything and, you, and 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 boy five kids you know from Chicago to South Dakota there's going to be some acting up sure and and, and that whip oh, it'll hit any and and if you said I didn't do it she said well that's for the next time so <laughs> you know it wow. didn't matter but but like Anthony was saying you know the neighbors watched you too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, it goes back to the theory of it takes a, a village. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nowadays the village has shut the windows and the doors and they don't look. And, and Denise, isn't it amazing to think that that happened to you as a kid? And now, not only would kids not put up with it, people, I mean, it's it's amazing the way that, that we were parented. And nobody parents like that anymore. Very few people do. Well, and for right or for wrong, you know, it kept us in line. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and that was back in the day when, when my mothers, you know, were just getting out and going to work. My mm-hmm. mom's at home with five kids all day long. You know, I'm sorry. You're going you're gonna to have to do something eventually. Right, right. Unless you're, unless you're, I don't know, Mother Teresa and you've just got the patience of a saint. But, right. you know, again, five kids, you're going to be tired. And, wow. and even me with two kids, I would lose my patience and, and at least raise my voice. Right. You know, I never hit my kids with anything other than maybe, the, you know, a swat on the butt or I would actually, my oldest daughter, she'd get flicked in the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she hated it. But, you know, that was the only thing that I said, you say that again, you know, because she'd mouth off. And I didn't know what else to do. And then once we had kids, you know, every time you turned around, it was, oh, well, hitting's not allowed. I'm thinking, well, great. What tools did we learn? to use then to discipline our children. Right. I have to say that, you know, my mother used to smack me in the mouth also if I, if I mouthed off of her or said something to her or whatever. And I feel like, I mean, I hate to say this, but it really taught me consequences. And it, t- I mean, I think I turned out okay as a result. Right. And I know that now I feel like that's a ver- verboten thing to say because, you know, people, oh, you were abused as a child. Well, I didn't see it as abuse. It was discipline at my house. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a daily my- thing. It just, you know, when it was, when it was required. Exactly. And my daughter tries to tell me, well, you hit me then. And, and she still brings, she's 17. She still brings things up from years ago. And I tell her, look, you know, you have never seen the half of it. I'm like, right. you want to see what, you know, and I'm not saying we were beat. We weren't, but you know, we were disciplined in the way that that was how it was done then. Right. So you right. Know, that's, I, I don't know. Again, like I say, right or wrong, I don't know, but I'm, I'm no worse for wear over it. 
Yeah, I mean, neither. And we didn't know to be shocked by it or to go to a teacher or to complain. That was just how we were disciplined. Oh, but you know, and and the teachers had had the authority then too. Mm-hmm. You know, like Anthony said earlier, you know, if you acted up in school, not only did your teacher smack you on the back of the head, but then when you got home, you got it too. And and there mm-hmm. wasn't any of this garbage of the teacher, the parents coming to the teacher saying, "Well, little Billy's just innocent. I don't know what you're, you know," and yeah. attacking the teacher for yeah. trying to keep the kids in line. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. Was- I, I, no, I, I think you're right. It's the same is. thing. I mean, that's the same. We we respected our teachers. I would never like now. I see some of my friends' kids, and they tell me things that they mouthed off and spoke to a teacher. I was like, God, right. I would I would have never been able to talk to a teacher like that. Tell well, me how you do it. And it's a catch twenty two because you know you hear all these stories about teachers, you know, abusing. And I grew up Catholic, so there's a the whole priesthood thing, and mm-hmm. uh, and I don't want to get into all that. But you still you have to walk a fine line between teaching your kids. To respect adults, but to be be wary of of authority as well. Absolutely. Because just because they're in charge doesn't mean that they're the best. You know, so you have to keep the lines of communication open with your own children, so they'll come home and tell you, you know, when something goes wrong, and then you have to handle it however exactly. necessary. But you know, uh, my daughter was five. She came home and said she was touched by the daycare's mm. daughter. So, I, wow. you know, what do you do with that? I mean, right. things just happen, but you deal with them as they come. Right. And, you know, and good for her feeling like she can talk to you about that. See, that, that says a lot about your relationship, you mm-hmm. know, whereas maybe as, as kids we wouldn't have been able to talk to our parents like that. Thank you, Denise. That was really interesting. Hello, Annie. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I, you know, we're, we're, it's funny because I never thought to ask anybody, so what did you get beat with as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my ex-husband, and it's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. You got beat by your ex-husband? <laughs> well, we can talk about that later. As a kid? How did he know he was going to marry you? <laughs> and you still married him? <laughs> yeah, right. So it was a good Catholic family with seven children, and he and his next oldest sister got into trouble one day, and they were sent outside to choose their implements with which they would be beat. <sighs> And so they went out and they collaborated with each other. And they said, well, you choose what you want to be beat with, and I'll choose what I want to be with, with, beat with, and we'll switch with each other. So my ex goes out, you know, he's about nine, and he finds this switch. And he thinks, oh, well, this won't hurt us. It's a skinny little thing. That won't hurt at all. And my ex-sister-in-law, she's 10, mm-hmm. she goes out and she finds this two-by-four. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they switch. They walk back in the house, and he's carrying this big old two by four, and she's and he's she's carrying the hickory switch for him. Needless to say, she did not get spanked, but he got his. <gasps> I would have picked up a leaf. <laughs> I would be like, "Beat me with this!" Right, a blade of grass. A blade of grass, <laughs> exactly. A blade of grass and a, a leaf. <laughs> have at <Can> it. <laughs> Do I mean, your like, worst. Do <laughs> your worst. Here's your blade of grass. Go ahead. I'll even take my go. pants down. <laughs> that sounds kinky. I know. True. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. That's some story. <laughs> William, what were you beat with as a kid? <laughs> I can't believe I'm asking that. Good Lord, I was beat with whatever was closest to my mother. Really? She was I swear my mama was like a ninja with a flip-flop. Wow. <laughs> I was down for the kennel. Now, now flip flops. How much could that hurt? That couldn't have hurt too much. Well, no, no, no. This right here was them old style flip flops that had that little bit of wood in them. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, not good. I mean, anything that no, you got to look at it. I'm I'm almost six foot three, mm-hmm. and right now my mom is five foot tall, and I'm still afraid of that little woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because yep. you get her, you get her just right. She gets in big old bug eyes and that nostrils flare out. Oh, it's on. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you know, you know, anything's fair game. Whatever's around a phone, a mirror, whatever she had, a cup of coffee, she's she's having at it. Oh yeah. Oh, th- that that little woman did not play. <laughs> so oh funny. no, no. <laughs> Wow, and I love that she's five feet tall and you're six feet tall and still scared of her. Um, I, I gotta ask because I'm just so curious because these are actually I hate to say these are actually funny stories. Um, what were you beat with? <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hey, um, I'm actually by myself today, no kids, so I caught you guys a little late. But back in the oldest days, wait, wait, so wait, so what happens to to forty kids? I my wife deals with them today. All of them. All of them. I'm on. Hey, I do it during the day. I get. Two days every two weeks to myself, and I'm taking advantage of it today. And just so you guys know, Dave has to have like a Partridge family bus to carry all his children. Right. Yeah, and you know, for staying here in Minneapolis, we'll put an air mattress up for you between the cribs. All right. And the kids are teething, so you can take care of them when they're waking up in the middle of the night. Oh, what a nightmare. I'd love to. So that's two sets of uh, poofy diapers that are diarrhea for you to change for us. Excellent. I'm, I'm there for you, Dave. Um, my mom used to use, remember they used to have like a wooden spoon and fork set that hung on your walls as kind of a decoration? Yep, I know it well. The wooden spoon was the tool of choice by my mother. Wow. Really? And it was broken across my brother's behind. And then what did she do once it broke? Did she have to find another uh, utensil? You know, the worst beating I remember, and it's horrible I say beating, I snuck off to the lake with some buddies, and I had them cut my new pants into shorts. Oh, no. Now, why, now why, I don't see why that would get you in trouble. She caught us at the lake. Oh, you weren't supposed about, to be at the lake. You shouldn't have been cutting which, your new pants. Yeah, which is about two miles from our house, and my mom didn't drive at the time. So it was mm. a walk home with the leather belt taken off from around my waist that was wet, oh. trying to hold up my pants while she walked behind me, and every about... 10 feet, there would be a whip on the butt with the wet leather belt with the pants falling off of my butt. Wow. 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 Yeah. You know. But you never snuck off to the lake again, did you, Dave? Oh, you know, just in case she's listening, no, I never snuck (laughs) off. (laughs) Because you still would get beat today. She, I would still get beat today. You know, I tried the thing as a 15-year-old telling her, you know, oh, what are you going to do? Beat me? I'm bigger than you are. Well, you know what? As it turns out... (laughs) She took me down. Exactly. <laughs> so don't underestimate the power of a single mother. She, uh-huh. took, she took you into this world. She can take you out. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, have fun tonight. All right. Thank you, Dave. Enjoy your poopy diapers. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a life he has. That Dave. Poor guy. 40 kids. And uh, what he's got he's got two, four sets of twins at the same time. On wow. real. I don't know I don't know how he handles it. How does that it. happen? Amazing. It's amazing. It's in vitro, I think. Yeah. Um hi Marty. Hey, it's Marty the Cooper Lawrence thief. Oh, hello Marty Cooper Lawrence thief. Now yeah. now Marty, stealing things is going to get you beat. Yeah, but it was the magazine with you on the cover that I stole from the uh, doctor's office. No, I uh. think it's okay, but I think stealing your mom would probably hit you. <laughs> Well, it was a year out of date. I mean, you know. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. It, it, anyway. should, it should have been in the trash anyway. <laughs> you were doing them a favor. You were, you were, you, you were being very green. Yes. <laughs> Recycling. Yeah, 
Right. <laughs> um, so now, what did you get beat with as a kid? <laughs> well, okay, now see, you Northerners versus us Southerners, mm-hmm. we, in the South, we got whipping. Oh. And, you know, we didn't re- we didn't think of it as beating. We figured, you know, a beating was when, a, you know, a parent was beating them with their fist or something. Right. Well, this <laughs> mine was a two-part thing. It's the worst whipping I ever got. I was, me and my dad were riding down the road, mm-hmm. and I was just griping and griping about my younger sisters. And I, I was probably 9 or 10 years old, mm-hmm. 11 or 12, I don't know. And, uh, he, and my dad's trying to tell me, well, son, they're younger, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, but that, that stuff just P-word me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he said, first of all, he said, what have I told you about that damn cussing? <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. Well, when we got home, he he told me he was going to give me a whipping when we got home. And it was the only time in my life that he ever used that old line, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. He actually said that. Yeah. And when he said it, I said, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't help your cause much, did it? Oh, nope. no. And he whipped the living tar out of me. Well, it wasn't until years later that I found out from my mama that after he said, this is going to hurt me more than it does you, and I said, B.S., after he whipped the daylights out of me, he went upstairs and laughed his butt off. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> your dad's sick. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I like your dad. <laughs> yeah, Anthony loves your dad. That's music to his ears. And then, and then he cried, and I was like, "Wah, Marty, poor Marty." I thought I that's what he, I thought he was going to say that. Then he went upstairs and cried. And cried, answer, yeah. So. <laughs> but, but no, he was laughing because I said BS. You know, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, Marty, thank you, Marty. Thank Dad's you. Dad's a good man. <laughs> now, Krista, you say that kids today don't understand what real punishment was. Not like when we were kids. Uh, no. How so? Um, well, I'm a teacher, Uh-oh. and um, we were just—I was talking to the assistant principal yesterday about um, how to control the kids' behavior. Because I'm a middle school teacher, mm-hmm. and um, we're talking about how the kids just don't learn from punishment anymore because this is the timeout generation. Right. And I'm, I mean, I'm twice their age, which, you know, that only makes me 24. But, um, you know, when I was their age, I got beat <laughs> or right. whipped, actually. But, and, you know, there's some, I know I hear about some kids come to school if I call their parents and, oh, my mama beat me. But most, well, my, well I don't know about most of them, but, you know, you they don't really get punished that much in school. ISS is a joke to them. So you think no, you, so you think the timeouts are not working? No. Definitely not. not. Mm-hmm. And then I had a parent call me and complain yesterday about the work her daughter had to do when <laughs> she was in uh, when she was in trouble. She got sent out of the room for yelling. And then do you say to her, well, if you're not willing to instill consequences, we are. And we gave her work, and we could have, in my day, got, given her a whooping. Yeah. 
Because I think, you know, I think that's the lesser of two evils. I think if, if the consequence is doing a little extra work, that's much better. Because when we were kids, I mean, you're right, Anthony. I mean, the principal got a chance to hit us and the teachers. And mm-hmm. it was a free-for-all. Right. Yeah, when I, I we Thank had you, this, this teacher that had fingers that were as thick as your wrist. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you were, like, not paying attention, he'd walk up behind you and flick you in the head. <gasps> I mean, it's, it's like, poof, because he had these gigantic right. fingers that were about eight feet long. I can't believe you. It was smart. Wait, Chad, I can't believe you had a teacher like that. So did I. Really? The big fingered flicker? Yes. And here's what, (laughs) but here's the thing. Here's what he would say. Like, you'd be working on something in class or chewing gum or heaven forbid that kind of thing or passing a note. He'd come behind you, he would flick you, and he would go, Sometimes you get the bear, other times the bear gets you. Yeah. (laughs) That's what he'd say all the time. Right. He called himself the bear. Wow. And he would flick you, and, and he would he would love to like creep see, up on you, flick you. I could see it happening to Chad, but at your school it was New York. Like me growing up in Chicago, if a teacher would have done that, he wouldn't have been in school the next day. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you flick me in the head. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to talk about this after school. <laughs> <laughs> you and your gang gonna have to see him. We're gonna have to have a little conversation about you flicking me in the head. We're gonna break dance all over you, buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, hi, Karen. Hi, how are you? Sorry. Cooper? So, yeah, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, hello. sorry. Sorry, so, somebody started hitting me. I didn't know how to handle it. Um, I don't know. What did you, those guys. Karen, what did you get beat with as a kid? Well, actually, um, not that you, my, my mother was a generation with go out in the field and get a switch, uh, and uh, you know, to, to come in and get, get a whooping. But uh, I also grew up in New York, and, uh, as, as Cooper has. And uh, Actually, my father was in New York. Uh, he was a, a, a war vet. Ooh. And uh, so he, was, he got a razor strap in the Navy during the war. Uh-huh. And uh, so I had to go up to their bathroom and go get the razor strap. So I got, I got walloped with the razor strap. I got caught wearing lipstick when I was 13, and I got it for that. Ooh. Smoking in the bathroom in the house. Well, I can uh, so I can see smoking, but the face. lipstick. Now, after that, yes, did you never wear lipstick again? Did you never smoke again? Did it work? Uh, no, no. Mm. I just made sure I wiped it off before I came home, or that I didn't smoke in the house. You know that kind of deal. Right. Yeah. And in uh, in, in school, uh, I went to I, nuns. I went to Catholic school, mm-hmm. and we didn't get walloped too. Too much. I got locked in the coat closet. We had to keep our arms out. We had to kneel on our nuts, on our hands, and all kinds of stupid stuff. You know, it was really weird punishment they gave us. Where in New York uh, did you grow up? What part of New York? Uh, Queens, Jamaica State, near St. John's University. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. What? I was yeah, curious. Yeah. I wanted because I know all the <laughs> Catholic schools there. I was trying to figure out which one she went to. Ah, no, but here, Academy was the high school I went to. But here's the weird thing, Karen. They made you get your own razor strap that you were going to get beat with. <laughs> yeah, that was Daniel. Yeah, that was my dad. Yeah, he was a, a pip. But it didn't happen all that often. He was a great guy. He just, that was the way he got us when we were, when we were little. Yeah, us too. That's how we got disciplined and also. The worst was he this. He had to chase me around the house. So. <laughs> you make him chase you. <laughs> I love the fact you didn't just take it. You made him chase you. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> but the worst part was the psychological you, torture. Like if they, if your mom would say, wait until your dad gets home, uh, you'd have to wait all day knowing you were going to get a whooping. Yeah, my mom would say, go upstairs to your room and I'll be up. She wouldn't say when. And I would sit up there and I would just be freaking out. I couldn't do anything. I would sit up there and wait for her to come up and, and beat me or hit me or yell at me or whatever she was going to do. You. 
Yeah, whoop me or whatever. <laughs> it, it was who knew? It was it was like a you know it was it was a crapshoot. Whatever she was in the mood for that right. day. Child abuse roulette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I must have grown up in a different house because my mom would say, "Wait till your dad gets home." Me and my brother go, "Ooh, I'm gonna go in a corner and shake." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because you weren't that scared of him? No. <laughs> See, my, you know, my, my stepfather was not the scary one. I mean, he never, I got to tell you, in all the years I knew him, the guy never raised his voice. Mm-hmm. Never, never. Uh, my mom was a scary one. Four, yeah, see, same four with 11, me. frightening. I, 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 would, I would shiver in the corner. I wouldn't know what she was going to do next. Little tiny, tiny woman. And even when I got bigger than her, I still, and I would say to her, like, just, just like uh, Wayne did, I'm, you know, I'm bigger than you now. And she'd be like, and? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Just let Brought me know. Brought you into this world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just wanted to tell you how tall I was now. <laughs> hey, Ken. Hello, Cooper. Now, Ken, what did you get beat with or whooped with as a kid? Well, my grandmother pretty much raised me, and she had a wonderful technique of mostly just grabbing whatever she had within reach. But her favorite weapon of choice was a yardstick, and I swear that thing must have been 20 feet long. But she wielded it like a samurai sword. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Little she grandma. All, well, grandma was, she was a patch of it, I'm going to tell you. And, uh, she was a what? She was a patch of it. She was a patch of hell. <laughs> okay. my grandma, my, my grandma, she was. We need a Ken to English dictionary. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> she was 70 years old. She still pushed more in her front yard. No, but Ken, did, did she hit you hard enough that she broke the yardstick? No, she'd turn it sideways. Oh, oh, brilliant. She got her point across when she got you. If she broke it, it was because it was an accident. She didn't do it on purpose. Wow. Oh, wow. If you break it, she had a backup. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. Now you broke Thank that, you, Ken. Now you made me mad. Now i got to hit you with this. <laughs> Karen, what did you get beat with as a kid? <laughs> a fly swat. Oh, yeah. Those hurt. I got whomped with one of those a few times, too. Yeah, they look wimpy, but they really hurt. Oh, my mother could make them really hurt bad, and you would feel like you was a bug, too, getting splatted. (laughs) Wow. And and what what, what, what kind of stuff did you get whooped for? Anything. Everything. Mm. Uh, Just just being a kid sometimes and being there at the wrong time. The, yeah, when she was in the wrong mood. Yeah. And, and Karen, did you turn out okay? I turned out pretty good, even though in Catholic school when I was seven, mm-hmm. the nun was teaching, and as she often did, shaking her finger in your face. Mm-hmm. And one day, out of the blue, and I was the most innocent little, meek little child, I bit the nun's finger. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, you just had the impulse. There it was, finger up. Oh, no. Yeah. The priest came to visit my parents that night. Oh, Oh, you must have seen a lot of that fly swatter. Oh, wow. Yeah, you and that fly swatter became very intimate that night. And those nuns could wield a ruler like you would not believe. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure. See, but as mean as Chad was to his sister, I can see why he got beat a lot. He deserves yeah, that's it. Back in the, now, nowadays, they have like the little plastic fly swatters. Back then, they were wire. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they had wire handles. And you yeah, could get they were a, tough. It, when you swung them, they pretty much bent in half and got that torque going. It was like, mm. You yeah. deserved it, Chad. You drove the poor women, woman in jail. <laughs> <laughs>